everybody what's up what's up we're back again week one in the books we're super excited to be here join with me once again aaron and nick how you guys doing doing well yeah i can't complain you know besides uh getting smoked week one yeah i feel that just a little bit yeah 100 percent. but yeah it was a obviously crazy slated games this week we say this every week one but some of those you just weren't expecting i mean uh i don't think anybody would have been able to predict a uh 49 point victory for a team and some of the odd scores that we saw i don't want to say uh something that was expected but watching the browns get smoked by 30 points was kind of sketchy for me yeah it's just glad to uh or it's just great to have football back you know it's been a been a long off season and obviously now with this league it just uh you know, heightened the uh, anticipation. So I'm just glad that it's back. Absolutely. So we're going to do basically the same thing we did last week, kind of like a preview of uh, this game slate and who we think is going to win each game. We're also going to go over some of the players of the week from last week and highlight some crazy performances. So we'll start off first with your offensive player of the week and actually your highest scoring player the whole week from anyone in the whole league, offense, defense, special teams, yada, yada, yada. Mr. Ryan had Sammy Watkins, who went absolutely berserk. I don't think anybody was expecting this. I wonder how much he was actually started overall in most leagues. I think I saw a stat that said he was started in around 40% of leagues on uh, Yahoo and ESPN. But this dude scored 41.5 points for Ryan. He had nine catches on 11 targets for 198 yards and three touchdowns. Absolutely slashed the Jaguars. I don't think anybody was expecting that. Yeah, no, the Sammy Watkins blow-up was uh, pretty crazy. You know, wasn't expecting to see a 40-bomb 40, a 40 from a wide receiver, you know, any point this season, but especially week one. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, your player of the week is Corey Littleton, uh, Rams linebacker, owned by Dylan the uh, Grovers. He put up a 20-point game against the Panthers uh, with 14 combined tackles, a forced fumble, and a recovery on the same play as well as an interception and two pass deflections. So this man was just all over the field, wrecking havoc, uh, confusing Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey, and just uh, dominated on Sunday. Yeah, and I would say our surprise performer of the week would probably be TJ Hawkinson. Uh, you keep, I keep hearing in the Dynasty community that uh, tight ends need those two to three years to develop. Uh, apparently this man is completely immune to that, getting 22 points in his first week, breaking records for the most yards ever in a week by a rookie tight end. Yeah, definitely was not expected, but uh, power to him. So that's two of Ryan's players in the surprise bracket and the offensive player bracket for the week. So I think for a surprise actual fantasy game of the week, we could put Ryan out there, man. His team absolutely popped off there. He had, like, what, 198 points? Actually, not 198 points. That was the last time I looked at it, but 230.82 points. Kind of unexpected out there. The high scorer on the week. 
proving the doubters wrong, man. Came in with a strong performance in the first week. Yeah, no, I think we uh, might have just forgotten how good Kansas City's offense is and maybe Ryan's stack of Watkins, Kelsey, and Mahomes proves to be lethal this first half of the season with uh, Tyree Kill now out for the, the near future. Definitely uh, think we might have underrated Ryan's team a little bit. I would say so. Good on you, Ryan. And with that, we'll actually start with his uh, game here first. So we got Ryan against Dylan. And the spread for this game is 5.3 points in Dylan's favor. So who do you guys think is going to come out on top for this one? Looking at this game, uh, I think it's going to be pretty close. Uh, I think Ryan's got some pretty great matchups. You know, Oakland, they just lost Jonathan Abram and Gary on Conley, I believe, is going to be out for a while. And so Mahomes, Sammy Watkins, and Travis Kelsey could all have huge days. Although if Sammy Watkins does what he's done for his entire career, he will underperform greatly this week because that's just what Sammy Watkins does when he gets hype. Um, But in all seriousness, I think even though Dylan's team did underperform a little bit last week, I do kind of still lean towards his team for this week just because he has the consistent workload of Zika Elliott and Marlon Mack, who didn't miss a beat this week. Hopefully, Matt Nagy realizes that he shouldn't be giving the ball to Mike Davis as much as he was and not throwing the ball 40 times with Mitch Trubisky. So maybe Montgomery gets more involved. And out of nowhere, Darren Waller seems to have become a legitimate threat for Dylan. So I'm going to go with the Grovers for the win here. Uh, yeah, certainly. With that tight end spot shored up with Waller there, I'd say that the Grovers are looking dangerous, to say the least. The Hawks coming off a very high week may falter a little bit, especially with uh, Denver going against Chicago there. I don't imagine Sutton and Sanders having as good of games. That will probably bring the wide receiver core down a bit. I'd say I'd give the Grovers a slight edge, but I'm expecting anything from the Hawks. (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be a close game as well. Uh, The only true X factors that I can see affecting this game on either side would be Kirk Cousins against the new Packers defense. They performed extremely well against Chicago week one. Kirk Cousins is obviously not going to have 10 pass attempts like he did this week against Atlanta, so he should be able to put up a little bit better, but that pass rush for the Packers looks like it's going to be pretty brutal. And then for the Hawks, Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton both uh, starting against the Bears. It might be a little bit sketchy out there. So as long as the Kansas City Chiefs can put up a huge game for him, he should be able to at least come close, if not just straight out beat Dylan. So I expect this to be actually a really close game. Wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way. All right, coming up next, we got the Clams and the Duckies, both undefeated to start the year off. And we have... Dan's with Austin Eckler and Kamara both coming off great games. Devin Singletary came out and actually got a lot of snaps. Uh, not a lot of rush attempts, but a lot of snaps out there for the Bills. So he should be the guy going forward here soon, no matter what uh, the coach says out there in Buffalo. It's not Frank or it's going to be Singletary. And then Julio, Cooper Cup should both have pretty solid weeks as well against the Saints and the Eagles. And for Joey... John Brown, as long as he can perform like he did last week and show up as the number one there for the Bills, should be a pretty close matchup for this one as well. Yeah, these teams seem to be pretty close in terms of their uh, skill gap between each other. Uh, 
Dan appears to be starting four running backs again this week, although I guess that could change. Maybe he liked what he saw at Terry McLaurin week one and maybe inserts him instead of uh, Devin Singletary potentially. But with the volume that Tariq Cohen was getting in the past game, uh, Austin Eckler having his gigantic week and some pretty great matchups across the board for his receivers, uh, I am liking Dan's chances of winning this week, uh, especially when you look at a couple of the players on the uh, the defensive end. You know, Cameron Jordan had a great game last week and faces the Rams, who had Jared Goff look horrible last week. Chandler Jones going against the Ravens. You know, Lamar Jackson had it. You know, almost a cakewalk last week. So maybe against a little bit better competition, he takes a step back this week um, and just. Yeah, overall, I just think Dan's team has uh, has this one in the bag, although it is fairly close. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's looking like it'll be quite close. I'll probably give the edge to Dan. Uh, James Washington didn't show a, a lot last week that uh, the clams. It's looking maybe a little shaky. Overall, yeah, Denver is running back or while not exactly – the most exciting at the start of the year. Just kind of expecting Tariq Cohen to uh, switch over to wide receiver status anytime soon. Didn't even single carry in that last game. <laughs> um, aside from that, uh, yeah, that defensive line for Dan still terrifying. And, yeah, I think I'll give Denver the slight edge. Now, for full disclosure, are you saying this just because you want to avoid having Dan as your rival for the near future? Because uh, <laughs> he seemed very intent on uh, making you his rival. And, yes, uh, I'm very excited about this non-divisional rivalry. All right, now segueing from two teams that are 1-0, we are going to two teams that are 0-1 in myself and Nick matching off this week. In a battle of the underperforming running backs here, James Conner put up, I think, eight points last week. Carrion had an underwhelming week, so when he scored like two points for Nick. And on my side, Kenny Drake had three points. Duke Johnson had like 11, so he was my high score. Aaron Jones had four, and Mixon had one before getting hurt and going out. So I'm expecting a bounce back from the running backs on both these teams this week. And then at wide receiver, Mike Williams is injured. Who knows if he's actually going to play this week. And a tight end, Hunter Henry, is currently injured for Nick. We know he's on the wire looking for a tight end. So if anybody wants to trade with Nick, let him know. Yep, always open to suggestions. Uh, yeah, it's definitely it was a week one, to say the least, for both us. Yeah, we were the two lowest. Yeah, injuries have definitely dismantled wide receiving core a little bit. Corey Davis literally doing nothing doesn't either. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to this week. I think uh, you still have a pretty dang squad. Just hoping I can squeak out a shift squad I can put out there. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely weird seeing uh, Cole's team end up with the least amount of points last week. Although I did say you know coming into the year that I feel like he had the the floor ceiling uh, gap that a lot of teams didn't have, and so we might have saw Cole's floor last week, but. Going into this week, obviously he has some significantly better matchups. Um, 
you know, Joe Mixon going against the 49ers, uh, Ronald Jones just, of all people, blew up against the 49ers for a productive day. Uh, Odell against the Jets, I could see Odell tearing it up this week, you know, you know, bounce back for Cleveland. Uh, O.J. Howard obviously had a terrible week one. Don't expect that over the course of the season. And then even on the defensive side, uh, I expect some bounce backs for Cole's team overall. So yeah, while I don't dislike Nick's team for this week, I do think he has a solid squad that could pull out the win. Um, I'm just going to guess that Cole's team is going to even itself out. You know, since it had such a bad week last week, it's going to overcompensate and put up a big point total this week. Yeah, I'm thinking that there's going to be a resurgence for O.J. Howard this week. He got uh, four receptions on 32 yards against the Niners. So definitely a disappointing game for Tampa Bay, so I, I'm expecting him to put up a big week. And then Aaron, uh, I know we were goofing off in the uh, chat about it, but Aaron lost his kicker before the week started and couldn't pick up a kicker, and I thought that was funny. And then, of course, Badgley had a groin issue and missed the game. So if anybody is curious, yes, I will be carrying two kickers in season for the rest of the time that this league exists. Okay, on to the next one. And on to the next game, we got the Metropolis Magicians and the San Diego Paladins. So for the Magicians, came out with a win against Dylan Week 1. Rode a really solid running back trio there performance-wise. Chris Carson had a great game against the Bengals. Dalvin Cook popped off against the Falcons. And then Jacobs obviously had a great debut against the Broncos. I think it was a stat posted by ESPN on Instagram. Jacobs was the second player ever in his first game to have 100 yards and two touchdowns, joining LaDainian Tomlinson, of all people. Good for him in his debut. Looks like he's going to be a stud going forward. And then starting a wide out for Devin, we got AB, newly acquired New England Patriot, to pair with Josh Gordon as well. So we'll see how that stack works out. If AB actually plays, there's more controversy going on with him and an allegation towards him from a previous trainer. Obviously not good stuff for him, but I'm expecting his offense to be pretty good. And then on Aaron's side, Miles Sanders got a lot of touches and saw a lot of snaps last week. Didn't really perform on the fantasy stage as much, but he still is looking good going forward. And then Keenan Allen popped off and DeAndre Hopkins popped off. What else do you expect? Yeah, for this game, I'd say to me it's looking pretty close, but uh, that running back trio for the Magicians is truly terrifying at this point. Um. I would give the Magicians the edge simply because of that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I do still like my team. Uh, and even my secondary receivers um, in D.D. Westbrook, Tyler Boyd, and I'm rolling the dice and starting Danny, Danny Amendola this week. Um, I feel like still a really good receiver group. Uh, running back, though, is really not looking good right now with uh, Geis getting injured and Melvin Gordon still being childish and holding out watching Austin Eckler dominate in his place um so I'm not looking great for this week so obviously I'm going to do the smart thing and use reverse psychology and give Devin the win for this week tank (laughs) tank never never tanking nope I would never break my own rules (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I uh, I love the tight end that you've got there, obviously. 
Uh, Mark Andrews looked phenomenal in that first week. Again, I'll copy off the Titans fans here and say it was just the Dolphins, but still he is getting mad hype this offseason and delivered with 20 points in his first game with Lamar Jackson starting there this season. Well, now, of course, since uh, Mark Andrews is on my team, I'm going to say that Mark Andrews was a beast and it had nothing to do with him playing against the uh, Miami Dolphins. But take that for what you will. So I'm going to go with uh, Devin in this game just due to the running back trio there. It's actually, it didn't look like the best running back trio coming into the year, but as of right now, that's pretty pretty beastly. We didn't, we get, had to kind of hold our breath and see what happened with Josh Jacobs, but man, he looks good. All right, next we got the 0-1 Tauntauns against the 1-0 High Tide. Tauntauns lost that first game to Ryan, who once again was the underdog. So we'll see how Tony can come back this week. Obviously not going to have as bad of a performance out of Roethlisberger as he got in week one. He had sub 10 points, I believe against the new England Patriots, but should be a little bit better off against Seattle. Who looked really bad against Cincinnati in week one. Got the two really good running backs on his team. Obviously McCaffrey was the high scoring running back on in the league against LA and then Nick Chubb should have a rebounding game against the Jets. And then on Trent's side, Drew Brees had a pretty good game, should have an, a similar-ish uh, statistical game against the Rams. And then hopefully, for his sake, Devonta Freeman puts up a little bit more this week than he did last week. Absolutely dismal performance against Minnesota. Yeah, unfortunately for Tony, last week he had a, a great game that was obviously negated by going against the Omaha Hawks. Um and on Trent's side of the ball, he kind of had a weaker game from you know his studs on his team, yet he still put up a great game. But um, particularly with his receivers, I'm expecting big bounce backs from the two guys that are facing each other. Uh, Devontae Adams um, going, it'll be shadow coverage against Xavier Rhodes, but Rhodes really hasn't been the shutdown corner he used to be. And then Adam Thielen in a, you know, the six games he's played against the Green Bay Packers, he's actually scored seven half-point PPR points more than, you know, outside of Green Bay. So I do think that Thielen's going to be in line for a big matchup this week, and I'm going to give the win to the high tide. Uh, yeah, I'd say I'd probably lean towards the high tide's way here. Obviously, coach battle... Um, I don't see Bill Belichick losing versus the Dolphins, and I don't know what the score goes up to for uh, coaches in our league. I haven't really researched that much, but I think it'll be pretty high. Uh, Ryan got 21 for uh, John Harbaugh against the Dolphins last week. All right, so that's pretty significant. Uh, I'd give the quarterback edge probably to Ben Roethlisberger against the Seahawks. Um, Drew Brees does very poorly. Uh, out of the Superdome, especially lately. So it's just kind of one of those things that is likely to happen. Um, I'd probably put the running backs as a whole even across the board. I think the High Tide have a better trio, but I think the Tauntauns have that more effective two or duo in Chubb and McCaffrey at Atlanta. Ends up being around even for me. And I'd probably give the wide receiver battle to the high tide. Uh, overall, 
yeah, that leans it towards the high tides way in my mind. And lastly, our final preview of the week here, we have the 0-1 Sharks against the 1-0 Spiders. So Sharks started Jameis Winston in week one. Didn't go too well. See if he does that again against Carolina here. Uh, Baker's playing against the Jets, though, so probably going to swap him out if I had to guess. Uh, Justin Jackson, Philip Lindsay, and Damian Williams. Interesting stack there. Uh, I think Jackson didn't get, uh, I think he had around 40% of the snaps for the uh, the Chargers running backs in week one, so we'll see if he can kind of get more there. And infamously this week to all fantasy players, he was drafted as a mid-round pick. Dante Pettis had two snaps in his first game. Two snaps. Let's see if he can get on the field a little bit more. Ingram popped off. So he had a pretty good tight end play there. And then for the Spiders, Deshaun Watson is obviously going to play well, despite what you Titans fans say. Deshaun Watson's a monster, and I hope that he performs as well as he does in the first week and every other week this year. And then Gurley didn't uh, really have a great game, although he did get around 15 touches, which is lower than what he normally gets. But I guess they're trying to be... Uh, I guess a little bit safe about the way that they deal with his arthritic knee. Uh, all right, so I'm going to speak on the behalf of all Titans fans in this league and say that I don't believe that there's ill will towards Deshaun Watson. I think that we all think he is a perfectly fine quarterback, uh, not elite, but pretty good. He is so elite. Like if you okay, let me let me deviate a little bit here. If you had an elite tier QBs, like you had to pick like three elite tier QBs, three QBs. Um, Rogers, Wilson, Mahomes. Wilson? Yeah. I know he's up there. See, I would pick uh, Mahomes, Watson, and Brady. Maybe not Brady fantasy-wise, but just in general. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm talking in general. Like, I I'd wasn't talking Brady. fantasy. Oops, sorry. Yeah, that's no problem. Uh, yeah, I'd definitely go Mahomes. Watson would be there. I don't know. Yeah, if you're talking not fantasy, I'd probably say Wilson personally. Obviously, fantasy, he's capped by the fact they need to run the ball 20 times a game, more than 20, 40 times a game. Because now luck being out just throws a wrench in everything. Like, I was going to always say luck and then potentially put luck as, like, my number one up there this year, but obviously that ain't happening. Too soon. I don't think Tony's gotten over it. Anyway, back to what we were saying. It'll be curious to see if uh, Jabir goes for the double tight end shot again this week. Um, I don't really think it worked out for him nearly as well as it worked out for, for Jason, who, if you didn't remember, smoked me. Um, I do expect him to probably put Larry Fitzgerald into the lineup, although he does have a really tough matchup against the Ravens. Um, and then obviously his, his running back core, he's going to hope for some more work for Justin Jackson this week as opposed to last week when Eckler kind of took over. Uh, right now, Jason's team scored a ton of points last week and is looking super solid, uh, especially now that Michael Gallup maybe is going to be in a featured number two role. Um, the team looks like it's going to throw a lot more than it has in the past. And again, just uh, solid on every level of the defense. And so, yeah, I think Jason's team is looking a lot better than it did one week ago, even though he hasn't made like any moves. Yeah, I think in this match, I'm definitely... Going for Jason, I feel he has the advantage at quarterback, running back, wide receivers. Yeah, similar to me, probably Jason's way. 
And then I'd probably say the Sharks have a D-line advantage. Aside from that, not a whole heck of a lot. Yeah, I'd probably go Jason here. All right, so my lock of the week is going to be the Magicians coming on top against the Paladins, obviously, so I'm giving myself the loss. The upset of the week, based on the uh, the point spreads that we have here, I'm going to go with the Wildfire on top of the Wendigos uh, as they are seven-point underdogs against the spread, but I do think they win. And then game of the week is also the one that happens to have the highest projected point totals, being the Grovers and the Hawks which I picked the Grovers to win. All right. So, yeah, my game of the week would be the Grovers versus the Hawks. My lock will be the uh, Spiders over the Sharks, and my upset will be myself over the Wildfire. (laughs) My game of the week this week is going to be the Clams and the Duckies. There is a 10-point spread in favor of the Duckies, but I think it's going to be a little bit closer. My lock of the week is going to be the Magicians over the Paladins. I'm piggybacking off Aaron a little bit here, but I don't see any way that, barring disaster for those running backs, that they're going to lose that matchup with the running backs. Okay, I didn't have to go that hard at my team. <laughs> <laughs> and then my upset of the week is going to be the Sharks at the Spiders. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in as usual here. It's the seventh episode. We're doing pretty good, cranking them out at a decent pace. I hope you guys are enjoying so far. And good luck to you all this week, and we will see you out there. So hope you enjoyed the first week of games, man. Football's back. It feels so good. feels like the routine is finally back in order for me personally. I don't know about y'all. No, absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. All right, guys, have a good week. See you. Bye.